Hi, I'm Mark Bud. And I'm Jair Briggs Davis. And we're from Mark and Jair Explain Sports. This is a tripod production. The following is a tripod production. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. Mark Bud and Jair Brooks Davis, two friends growing up in the Big Apple, two friends who became sports writers at the top of their craft. Mark, the assistant sports editor of Drexel University's The Triangle. Jair, the color commentator and reporter at Curry College. On their own, they give their own unique insights. However, together, Mark and Jair explain sports. Welcome to another episode of Mark and Jair Explain Sports. I am your host, the one and only Jair Brooks Davis, and I'm here with my boy. I'm Mark Bud. What's good, everybody? How's everybody doing? So, so Mark, um, two major sports have officially concluded their seasons. Or, well, we should say three since we're counting hockey, but... Uh, yeah, but no one really cares about that hockey. You know? Whoa, 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 Mark. Watch your mouth. Watch your <laughs> mouth. Watch. I knew you'd say that, man. I knew, I, knew, I knew I'd get a reaction out of you. No, 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 Mark. That's completely disrespectful. We got. I know that we have a few listeners out here that... And a few of our uh, former yeah. guests here. Yeah, shout out to our boy, Jordy, of course. Yeah, shout out to Jordy, but... Hold on a second, Mark. Let's have respect for hockey, but let's get back into it. So two out of three major sports have just ended, literally just ended, and the ending result has a Los Angeles team winning. Well, shout out to the Lakers. And uh, now the Los Angeles Dodgers, they have clinched their first World Series title since 1988 last night against the Tampa Bay Rays in a series that ended up going six games. Mark, what is your reaction to that? Honestly, I didn't spend a lot of time watching baseball this year, but I'm going to have to admit the World Series was definitely more entertaining than the NBA Finals this year, without a doubt. The games were that game five was uh, the game four where the Rays the Dodgers made an error, and then the Rays ran in and scored. It was so chaotic. Like, that, the crowd sounded great, even though there was only, like, 11,000. The games were really fantastic. There was a lot of home runs, good pitching, intensity. I, I couldn't ask for a better World Series with what's going on. And I hate the Tampa Bay Rays, so I'm very happy with what happened, with, with what transpired in game six. Kevin Cash, I'd like to thank you for being a complete idiot and get, basically a handing – the Dodgers, a World Series. Jair, what are your thoughts? So, my, my, my honest thought process in regards to the World Series is that, you know, it was a very, it was a very good one. Um, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, they had a good postseason run. Shout, you know, Mark, let me, before I go on, let's give a quick shout out to Randy Rosarena. Randy Rosarena. Back 27 hits, they broke the record, I think, in the postseason, I believe. Randy Rosarena as a rookie. He was to the the Tampa Bay Rays as to what Tyler Hero was to the Miami Heat. I didn't even realize he was on the Cardinals before this. No, I didn't even realize that one either, actually. No, he's a rookie, technically, because you have to play a certain amount of games in baseball to be considered like a full, considered to be like a full season if you're a rookie or something like that. And he just needed more games to turn into a star. 
Uh, no, no, no. Like to I'm be saying, like he just needed a few more games to show how good he really is. That's what happened. Yeah, but Rose and he had a very good postseason. Um, I, I think that it was a good. I think it was a really good series. It was good to see Clayton Kershaw get his first ring, especially after being cheated or losing to to two technical cheating teams in 2017 and 2018. And um, you know, it's just I'm I'm happy for the city of Los Angeles. They they've you deserved said two cheating teams. The, the Astros beat them twice. No, no, no. It's the Astros and the Red Sox. The Red Sox. Oh have, yes, correct, 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 correct. Yes, two cheating teams. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I, I was. Yeah, the Red yeah the Red Sox in 2018, and you know Clayton Kershaw he was getting scrutinized and for a whole lot. I think that it's a good moment for him, and it's a good moment for guys like. You know, we're going to get into that. You know who I'm referring to. But it's a good moment for guys like Corey Seager, Corey, uh, Cody Ballinger, and, uh, you know, Mookie Betts got his second. Uh, yeah, like I said, he already has I, – last week I, I made a bold statement to many probably, and I said that Mookie Betts, I believe, is the best player in baseball. And he just cemented that even more by winning another championship because, you know what, Mike Trout has zero, so – but and Mark and Mark, last but not least, and we're gonna get more into him. And you know who I'm talking about. It's my. It should be uh, my old boy because he used to play for my team. Justin we get Turner. into him right now. Okay, let, then. let's talk about it. Let's talk about but, the elephant right, in the room. Right, right before we get into him, let's just give a quick shout out to Blake Snell. He pitched phenomenally last night. Well, I think so bad for him. Yeah, I feel completely completely bad for him. But Mark, as to what Justin Turner, the yeah, actions of him. So, to explain to those of you that don't know, Justin Turner is one of the stars on the Dodgers. And I, I don't know if I was talking to you or my dad, and they were like, well, it was like the sixth inning or something. And they were like, why isn't Justin Turner in the game? Did he get hurt or something? We were all like, what the heck? So, he doesn't come back in the game. No one really thinks about it, right? And then the Dodgers are celebrating the World Series last night when they beat the Rays in game six. And then I'm on, I, all I know is that I'm on Twitter and all of a sudden I, I see, uh, I think it was Ken Rosenthal or whatever. Said, Kevin, it was Kevin Burkhart from Fox. Okay, 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 yeah. Said, oh, it turns out Justin Turner has actually tested positive for COVID during the game. I was like, what? First of all, aren't they in a bubble? And third of all, after that report comes out, it says that he tested positive twice. And then you're looking at the post-game celebration, and what do you know? Justin Turner is in the team photo with a mask off next to the coach. What the heck is that? Uh, I mean, for me, like, watching it, like, I was – it's like it was just crazy for me just to think of how Kevin Burkhart – shout out to Kevin Burkhart. I remember you when you were with the Mets, too. Kevin Burkhart, he just announced it, and it's just like, you know, wow. Um. No, it's crazy that he tested positive, but the crazier part is that he was in the team pictures without a mask on when he has COVID. That's me. I mean, I, I like, that's the crazy part. It, no, it's crazy, Mark. It's crazy. I'm just I I just want to put this out there. I understand why Justin Turner has the heart to come out there because no, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. I understand as much as how Justin Turner has a heart to come out there. And like being there with the team phone because he's been in this long run that the Dodgers have been on. I get it. 
but it's just like it's just still a very dangerous move on his part. It's not dangerous, it's selfish. Like, it's selfish. And, and, and no, and not just that. It's just wives were out there, the players are uh, out. Magic Johnson's out there. He has a. He had. His I don't. That's I don't, like. No, I'm just saying he's part of the ownership. What if he went near Justin Turner? You get very sick. Okay, then. Yeah, no, you're right about that. But also, there's kids out there too, and everything. No, but like Matt Johnson's an older guy who has like um. He has like, yeah HIV, and that may not go well with COVID. So that's whoa, 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 whoa. Let me bring this one up to you. If you knew this one, Dave Roberts is a. He used to have Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, that, like, and he was sitting next to him. He was hugging him. Well, Dave Roberts said, "Oh, I didn't go near him." But like, come on, like that's on. The, that's on. Apparently, the Dodgers insisted he come out. So, I think the whole Dodgers is at fault. They should be fined. Uh, not just that. It's just the, it's just Major League Baseball for taking care of uh for like you know with the whole entire isolation thing that they were initially implemented with Justin Turner. And, yeah, how do you even get COVID in the first place? Is what I want to know. Was he going out to to bars or something? Or maybe his wife could have gone out shopping and stuff and stuff like that. And I don't know. You never know. The NBA didn't get a single case, so clearly Major League Baseball didn't do something right. Um, as for uh, let me let me let me, let's also give a let me. I also wanted to point this one out to you, Mark. Do you know what I wanted to see if it could have happened on live television when Corey Seager was um was being presented with the World Series MVP trophy, if he went over to Manfred and if he said live on, on national television, hey, how come you didn't, like, reprimand the Houston Astros for what they did? I would have honestly considered him to be the man of the year. I think if they interviewed Joe Kelly, he would have said it. Jo- they should have done that with Joe Kelly just for the sake of it in front of Rob, in front of Rob Manfred. But, hey, look, you know, the Dodgers, they're partying in L.A., two championships within, what, three weeks yeah did you see the video from i don't know it was abc nbc la of the fireworks that people were setting off when the dodgers won it was crazy yeah i saw it even on even when i was searching dodgers on google they were insane they're all illegal of course but like dangerous but they looked really cool absolutely you know shout out to the city of city of la i wish i could be out there just you know being in the streets without a mask on but I, but, I, you know, I got to stay responsible at this time. Yeah, I don't know if that's such a good idea right now, Zaire. No, no, I mean, it's just in general, in life, you know. I, I just I just can't wait for things to come back to normal. Uh, yeah, man, me too. It's definitely weird out here. I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm starting to kind of get used to this, and it sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. classes online, not going anywhere, not really seeing people, like it. I, it's been happening for what, like eight, nine months now? Yep. Yep. Well, Mark, you just mentioned uh, seeing people, and there's going to be a, a new face that you're going to be seeing around within the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, you let's know. Get, yeah, let's get to it. Um, how do you feel about, how, how about Daryl Morey coming to, to Philadelphia? I'm actually, like, super, super excited about it. Not only did Daryl Morey – not only did it get announced that the former Houston Rockets general manager Darren Morey signed with the Sixers as the head of basketball operations, but also got announced that we got like two more head, uh, assistant coaching signings, uh, Sam Cassell and a very good defensive uh, from 
Sam Cassell was previously with the Clippers, with Doc Rivers for a while, and then the Sixers also got a coach from the Indiana Pacers to be a, de a, a defensive specialist, Dan Burke. So, and the funny thing about Dan Burke is he actually, I don't know if you saw this, was quoted this this year talking about Joel Embiid and the Sixers and saying how he hates the Sixers. And he thinks Joel Embiid gets every call he wants. So Joel Embiid said, welcome to Philadelphia. Now you're on my side when I get those calls. But that was funny. But yeah, going back to Daryl Morey, it, it, I think it's great. I think I was doing a lot of research on him earlier. Since he's been general manager, his team has had the second best record in the NBA, those Rockets teams, the best percentage. And you made the playoffs, I believe, 10 times. And yeah, I know what you're going to say already, Jair. You didn't win a championship. You also did a great trade for James Harden. And I believe that James Harden could come to Philadelphia this year if he asked for a trade. Wait a second, Mark. Let's let's go back here. Did didn't was Daryl Daryl Morey wasn't around the Houston Rockets back in '95, right? No, 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 no. 2007 to now. Oh. Years. Okay, then I'm probably thinking of Leslie Alexander. Yeah, no, different person, Jerry. Oh yeah, okay. Then I, I got the I got the people confused. Yeah, no, like I I have to give Daryl Morey a lot of credit in terms of the trade for James Harden. Um, do you remember who the? But also that's like the Thunder's fault for being stupid. That was Sam Presti's fault also because they didn't want to pay him that money. But, uh, yeah, no, no, I think that it could be good for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, you guys have what it takes. You guys have some good – you guys have some good talent on your team. Yeah, and just I think – sorry. Just, just, just the thing is, is just like, you know, how, is, how can Doc Rivers piece that talent together? And you just have a bad contract with Al Horford. You know, regardless of who, of who your uh, general manager is, that's just a bad contract. A, 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 another all-star center getting paid that kind of money. But go ahead, Mark. Well, I, I completely agree, but that's why I, I think that this sign of Daryl Morey is really important and a great sign. I know he's done some crazy things where this, this past year he, he traded away Clint Capella when he was with the Rockets mm. and didn't have a real center. But from my understanding, <laughs> Joel Embiid is going to stay, and they brought in Daryl Morey to trade the bad contracts. And he's really good at doing trades, and he's a very smart guy, and he, he's really good at analytics. So I think that it – and I don't think that – I'm sure that the Sixers said to him, look, we know you've done some crazy things. You know you're, you're focused on analytics. You like small ball, but we like Joel Embiid. We want, I, I believe that they didn't – they wouldn't sign Darren Moore if he was going to trade Embiid, you know? Yeah. But but let me get on the other hand, I could completely see him getting traded for something that's been part of Um – which I would do in a heartbeat. That would make sense. But, Mark, outside of Al Horford, what is another bad contract on the Philadelphia 76ers that you would get rid of? I mean, Tobias Harris, but I think oh. Tobias Harris is a much better fit because he, he had a lot of success playing with the Clippers and the Black Rivers. So I'm not as upset about that contract as I am with Al Horford. Uh, and what about Ben Simmons? How do you feel about him heading into the season? Is Ben Simmons a point guard, a, a, a small forward, or a power forward? Because I get, I get tired of this. Me too, man. I get tired of it all the time. I don't know. That's why I'm like ready. I'm, I'm pretty much ready to move on and, and take on James Harden. James Harden and B. Sounds like a very tough deal. Well, if I were Houston, I would consider it. Or maybe, honestly. If I were James Harden, I'd ask for a trade. 
do you, or you know, here's a good question for the for the Rockets with what's been going on. Even though you still have Russell Westbrook, uh, do you still do you think that it's time to probably go for a rebuild? Yes, a hundred percent. You're the Houston Rockets. I unless Harden wants to stay. Unless if Harden wants to stay, and I'll agree with you on that. My number one thing for Daryl Morey a is that I would is that I thought that the Clint Capella trade was. I just don't. I just don't agree with that. You know, I like getting Robert Covington on the team, but playing Capella. I mean, I, I want. I want my my starting center to be six ten, six eleven. Yeah, I see that. But he also Kim Capella. They had a lot of years with him, and they didn't win. So I'm sure he was thinking, let's try something different. Yeah. It's just like. It doesn't matter. He's not with the Rockets anymore. I don't think he's trading Joel Embiid. I don't think the Sixers would agree to that. Absolutely. No, I, I get what you mean, Mark. Now, in other news in the NBA, what did you – first off, before we go more into the starting date, what did you think about Danny Green's comments about LeBron James and veterans just sitting at the start of the season? Um, honestly, I don't know why – I don't think it's Danny Green's place to say that. First of all, he's not even that good of a – I mean, he's a decent player, but, like, I don't know. I feel like guys talk about LeBron when LeBron should be speaking for himself, you know? If I was LeBron, I'd be kind of annoyed. Uh, a lot of fans – it's just funny because in the in the comments, a lot of fans are seeing a bunch of things, like, about Danny Green, like, you know, yeah, he like should – Focus on your shot instead of this, yeah. Yeah. But uh, as for Danny Green, I, I – you know, I agree with what Stephen A. Smith said. I think that uh, they've had – they had months off, you know, like, between March – up until like July and stuff like that, they had months off already. So yeah, but they they played a lot of games in the bubble. To be fair, yeah, yeah, no, I I, I get that argument also. Like I completely agree why LeBron would say that. Yeah, another thing that I was thinking, Mark, is like the the to what was supposed to be the 1998-1999 season. The NBA played 50 games that se- all NBA teams played 50 games that season. I think that the that the NBA should go for that, and then. Also, you know, they could finish in enough time before the Olympics. Yeah, man. But at the same time, do you really think the Olympics are going to happen? That's another good question, though. That's another good question. I remember earlier this year, I was telling my mother and others, I was like, I don't think that the Olympics are going to happen with this virus. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have to wait for it. The virus is getting worse again. Yeah, the numbers are starting to uptick. So we're going to see see about how that's going to go. Um. So when do you but when do you think that the when do you think the NBA is going to start, Mark? What's your honest opinion? Well, I don't think it's going to start in November, like they said. And I don't, I don't think that they should start in January. I saw someone say they should start December twenty second, which I like. I think they should start on Christmas, around Christmas time, because like Christmas time is great for basketball. Everyone loves it's like a tradition. It's like Thanksgiving football, you know. I heard that Martin Luther King Day was going to be a start date. Yeah, me too. But then we would yeah. skip. Then we would skip Christmas, though. Not. I mean, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, dude. And it's just. And it's just not. And it's not just that. You got to think about the traveling and how they're going to. Yeah, but if we started in January, Martin Luther King Day, when are we going to end? I mean, they would play lesser games, I guess. I guess. Do you, Are they not going to have a bubble now? That's a good question, though. I like, was talking about, like, the Raptors, Patrick Mahomes is trying to get them to come to Kansas City. Yeah, I saw I saw that, actually. 
Like, we thought about playing, having them play in Louisville, but they said no because of uh, Rihanna Taylor situation, which I agree with. Yeah, I, I just think that the NBA really needs to consider about like regional and everything like that. They have a lot of things to think about in terms of like you know how they of how they can organize a 2020-2021 NBA season. And and then speaking of season, when, when is baseball supposed to start? Baseball. Right now, I think that they're on track for February, but you know, I'm I'm prepared to see what's going to happen if they just have to shorten out their season and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but Mark, let's go more into the NFL right now. Yeah, hit me with it. In the NFL, your boy Antonio Brown, if he is your boy, he is my bo- okay. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that because, you know, Antonio Brown has some troubles. Well, he did have some troubles. There's an investigation with him, but he is on my fantasy team. And I think it's exciting that he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know Brady loves him. And I, I don't know if Brady would be – Brady pushed for the signing to get Antonio Brown on the Buccaneers. And my feeling is why would Brady – really push for this guy to be on the team if he if he thought he was a bad person. Like, if he really didn't believe in Antonio Brown. Like, maybe he did do some stuff in the past, but I mean, people deserve a second chance, no? I mean, I believe in second chances, Mark, but here's another thing that you really got to think about. Didn't Antonio Brown technically have a second chance when he went to the Oakland Raiders or a third chance when he went to the Patriots? Well, the Raiders, he got traded to because there was the whole saga with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But he wasn't really under investigation for anything then. He didn't. He got cut by the Patriots because of he, he he went on investigation and made a comment or something. I mean, then he got arrested. But then since he got arrested, you haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. I'm a. I'm, I, I respect Antonio Brown's talent. I do. The question is, is just like, you know, are you a team that has like vet, that has veterans and, you know, could, and that could tolerate him? Or do you have like if a. He's gonna, if he's going to last NFL, I think his best option is being with Tom Brady. I, I, could, I could understand that. And I heard that uh, Chris Godwin. Has, was, was recently injured. So it's going to be interesting to see Antonio Brown. Yeah, he had to get a. Hand uh, surgery, but I think he'll be back in the next week or so. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see Antonio Brown take over in a, in Chris Godwin's position this upcoming week. Hey, man, if if Antonio Brown lasts the rest of the season and the Bucks get completely healthy, the Bucks are scary, man. Their defense is really – it's one of the top defenses in the NFL. Gronk is playing better with Brady all of a sudden. And Mike Evans is Mike Evans. And then Chris Godwin's a beast. And if Antonio Brown is anything like he was before, then watch out. And uh, when it and I mean, well, hey, you have to give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers some credit. I after what they did to the Packers that uh, this past, so uh, I mean, like the other weekend. Oh really, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about your Philadelphia Eagles, Mark? Well, man, we 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 got the W last week against the Giants, who are awful. And we only beat them by one point, so you know I'm not feeling fan. I'm not feeling the great, but a, a win is a win, right? So, 
we're playing the Cowboys this week, and if we don't beat the Cowboys by more than 10 points, then there's something really wrong. Like, yes. really wrong. Yes. The Cowboys are literally a dumpster fire. Yes, and let's go into this remark. Des Bryant recently signed with the Baltimore Ravens. How do you feel about that move? I think that's a that's a good move. There's it's not really it's a win-win situation because they're not really risking anything. Des Bryant, um, he's either healthy enough to play. They they signed him to the practice squad, so he he either can play and make the field or he can't. And then worst worst, worst comes to worst, he's cut. But at least he got an opportunity, you know. Yes, and how do you feel about the about the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers? That's going to be a tough matchup, but considering that the Ravens almost lost to the Eagles a few weeks ago, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They look like the best team in the league right now. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. They're, they're just on another level. Right, so, let's get into our segment. So, Mark, who is your star of the week? My star of the week is the same star of the week I had last week, and that is Mookie Betts. Like I said, I believe he's the best player in baseball. Last night he had a big home run. He had a bunch of – take out Mookie Betts from this Dodgers team, they would not have won the World Series. Uh, that one could be debatable, but oh, – I no I, shot. I, I, he I, saved I, so many home runs the last games in the in this past year, the, throughout the whole playoffs. Mookie Betts? Yeah. You mean – I mean, Corey Seager had a bunch of home runs, but – no. I said Mookie Betts caught like oh 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 he, oh he caught oh he caught home runs yeah no Mookie Betts had a lot of great defensive plays I'll give him that one. yeah he's a two way player like completely and he stole a bunch of bases like man the guy's does everything yes and also uh, for my star of the week I'm gonna have to give it to the Dodgers as a team effort everyone except for honestly I I don't I I, I Dave Roberts made a lot of like crazy decisions, and like, Henley Jansen did not pitch well. But I don't know. I think yesterday he did a good job leaving. I think Urias is his name. Urias. Yeah, or uh, Julio Urias. Yeah, it's at the end of the game. He left him in, which was a good decision. Okay, it was a good decision. But other than that, I'm gonna have to give it up to Blake Snell. Shout out to Blake Snell. Blake Snell, he pitched phenomenal, going I think six point something innings. Allowing two hits. If he just didn't allow those two hits, he could he had a perfect game going. Kevin Cash took him out prematurely. And it's just that they talk about how Blake Snell didn't pitch more than six innings this past season. It's just like who cares? You're in game six in a stay in a try to stay alive uh, moment in the World Series. I completely agree. And Jair, who is your loser of the week? Kevin Cash. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with that one, too. That, that, you know, riding off of what I just said, and I want you to say your opinion right after, you know, you just go into those moments. And it's, like, you know, you ride with the you, you ride or die with that guy who's bringing you this far. This guy was on a mission yesterday. Blake Snow was on a mission. And Kevin Cash, they screwed it all up. And he has a big mouth, Kevin Cash, and he tries to outsmart himself. And you know what? It, it went back and it bit him, trying to be smart. Well, he, he didn't want to be simple. He tried to outsmart everybody, and it ended up costing his team a World Series. And also, by the way, I don't understand how he couldn't have pinched hit for Willie Adamas yesterday. Adamas has, has been atrocious. Um, I don't know about that one. I don't. Yeah, I'm sure you're right, but 
Yeah, all I know is the decision to pull Blake Snell was... Yeah, absolutely. So moving on, Jair, your funniest moment of the week. It's a typical week for my New York Mets. And what happened? Bill de Blasio not getting approved. I mean, not approving of... Uh, what's his name? Steve Cohen buying the Mets. And it's just like, damn it, guys. Like, Well, being so, from New York, Bill de Blasio does everything wrong. It's just like, dude, like, can, like, can we get a break? Bill de Blasio doesn't want – like, if A-Rod buys the Mets and he doesn't have sufficient funds to even get anyone into New York, I swear I will literally I'm, – I'm, I'm going to have to switch teams more. I can't be a Mets fan. Damn, Jerry, that's, that's, that's a lot for you to say. Mark, like, the one bit of joy and happiness that I could get as a Mets fan within recent years of a man with money purchasing the team compared to what to, compared to what the Wilpons had. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm like, I'm out. I'm just done. I give up. So what did Bill DeBazio do exactly? I guess that he's like rejecting uh, Steve Cohen buying the Mets or something like that. Does he have authority over there? I, I think he does. That's crazy. But well, I guess next week we'll have to see what happens with that situation. But my funniest moment of the week is that the Patriots suck. And they're they're not they're not the Patriots anymore. You know, they're just a you know, mediocre team and you know what? The Dolphins look better than them, so do the Bills. So Boston fans, I'm sorry, but I don't think you're gonna be winning anymore. Hopefully don't. But Jair next week We'll have a lot of football to talk about. Bill de Blasio. I'm looking forward to it, man. I hope you stay safe. Shout out to Tay on the track. And I'm your host, Mark Budd. Thank you. To listen to more Tripod Productions, go to thetriangle.org slash podcasts.